Welcome to Caffeinated Living. We are a podcast all about Jesus, ministry, and the things that keep us going. My name is Kyle. I'm Rob. And I'm Dustin. Hey, Dustin's back again. I am back. <laughs> I don't know where I've been, but... I don't know where any of us have been. We've all been gone different places. Rob's been to Disney World. Dustin and I have been here. Dustin, I, I did go to Dollywood. You did? Yeah, wow. I I, I've been here then. That's it. Yeah. Dollywood was the madhouse, but, you know, we went. Cool. Yeah. It's been two... Well, I say two weeks. It didn't cost us three weeks. It's been a month. It, it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> we, can't, we can't ever decide how long it's been since we've been out. But it's been a long time since we've at least recorded an episode. So Life has been a little busy, but that's okay. Yeah. We're back. I don't know if it's been busy good or just busy. Yeah. Did you guys, did you miss us? If not? Well, I guess don't, don't say that. See you later. Actually, nobody has said anything to me about hey, you haven't had new episodes. So I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Oh. Ouch. Okay. So hopefully we still have our followers in Canada. <laughs> hopefully we still got you guys. Eh. So yeah, all right. Yeah, we're back. Uh, no, if you remember, before we took a slight little break, uh, we were doing a discussion on the twelve most avoided topics in youth ministry and so we're going we're going to jump right back into that continue that but just real quick just slight catch up here so Kyle has well he hasn't been busy busy but like your your daughter is now playing soccer mm-hmm. so how's that going oh man it's like herding cats I'm not coaching I chose not to coach there's <laughs> like three other guys I wanted to but just watching games is just like it, it, the soccer player within me is just like this is so bad, but the dad in me was like, this is this is like she's growing up and it's well because it's what age group fours and five so yeah so the little ones little itty bitty ones and right now if they can at least not pick it up with their hands they're doing well. Yep. well we played a team last week where a kid was like Pele out there, <laughs> seventeen goals before halftime. So. <laughs> I just got this little image of you herding cats. Can you like verbally explain what that looks like? Well, I don't like cats, first off, but yeah. And I, me herding cats would look like this. <laughs> like me sneezing like crazy. Leave me a Clorox wipe. We need to clean that mic now. Yes. <laughs> just sneezed all over. That's his mic, so it's well, okay. I'm just going to replace it next week with your mic so you don't oh, even know that. Oh, so that way don't, you. I won't come back. Dustin's a germaphobe, <laughs> yes, if you didn't know that. Yes, major germaphobe. So, how was Dollywood? Ooh, mm, you, you said it was busy. I mean, let's just say they said they were at half capacity, but the longest ride wait time was 190 minutes. Oh wow! So you tell me if that's half capacity? But I think David rode two rides, and that was about it for the whole day. Wow! Yeah, we were parked in D and F, which is basically the nosebleed. People wise, did it feel that crowded? Oh yeah, it was. It was bad. Her lovely neighbors in Tennessee were just like, like, were you touching <laughs> elbows as you're walking down the streets? Like, I felt like I was going to touch some people's elbows. Huh? You that's know, crazy. Was, yeah, it was crowded. But Wait, other than that, the rest of the week was fine. We, I pretty much didn't do anything. We, me and David and Hannah, and pretty much just stayed in the cabin most of the time and just got away. It was that's nice. good. That's what little mini well vacations are for. Yeah. 
That's well worth the money that I spent just to go and do that. It's good. Sometimes you can go on vacation and you do too much. Correct. Yeah. Like if you go to Disney, you do too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or you come back with a lot but, of stuff. But honestly, like my family, to us, Disney is not a vacation spot we go to. We can relax walking around the parks because we know what we want to do. Right. You know, it's. I think uh, that comes more times you go. You right. think about if you just go like if you once if, if you're every, only going once lifetime you, yeah. and you're trying to get everything in, you, you can stress yourself out easily. Like that day we tried to do four Three parks. parks. <laughs> we tried to do four, but we only end, ended up doing three. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody cares about Animal Kingdom. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Actually, you do. I, I you love, like Animal Kingdom. I love, I love to I, see I, a draft. But I like okay. Animal Kingdom, but it's my least favorite. It yeah. has to be. Yeah. So what? I mean, what was new at Disney? Was it fun? Was it crowded? Was it hot? No, it it, it was great actually. I would go back to Disney in April again. Rest of the time. Yeah, Perfect but probably weather. not next year because that it was spring break, right? Supposedly, but yeah. it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 cool. for us, we're used to going in August. So one, you're oh, yeah. sweating so you're as soon as you get it. out. Yeah. Crowd-wise, it's horrific. So to us, if we're walking down one of the streets where you're at Hollywood or Magic Kingdom, right, and it's Jana, me, and Gracie, like shoulder to shoulder to shoulder, yeah, and there's nobody around you, that's not crowded to me. That's a good day at Disney. I mean, that, yeah, that's really what it was like. So I, mean, I haven't talked to you. What's the best thing you ate? Did you try anything new? I can't say anything. I, I got I got all these videos that are coming out. Like I'm I'm still trying to get on. What? What are you videographer? Like no, like oh Rob's TikToks. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to get TikTok famous, man. Oh gosh. So, so if y'all listen, y'all need y'all need to go go join TikTok. Like the videos. I'm trying to get trying to get money off TikTok now. No, I'm kidding. I'm I'm kidding. No, we. Which day was it? That was one of the days. I don't know if it was Magic Kingdom. It might have been Epcot. Before we got to America, and that, that that's the place I was looking forward to because it's like a, halfway. There's a new new restaurant there, and so I was like, I'm not a restaurant, but a kiosk, and I'm like, so I'm saving it for. But by the time I got there, I'm like, if I see another piece of food, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but it was good. It didn't help that we were Epcot during the Flower and Garden Festival. That's when we went, wasn't it? No, we went during the... It was during we one of the them. Food and the Wine. Food and Wine Festival. Oh, we sorry. went during the Food Festival. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. We went during the Food and Jesus Water Festival, and <laughs> so... We only had to carry one of our friends out. It was all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just He's no longer with us. But no, it was it was good. Um, one of the restaurants we ate at was... It was, it was okay. It was interesting. What was it? The, um, my mind went blank. It's over at Fort Wilderness. Um, um, Whispering Canyon? Whispering Canyon. Yeah. Did you have to yell for ketchup? No, it's because they, they weren't really. Oh, man. And they don't bring you the skillet, do they? They used to bring you, like, the skillet all you can eat. Yeah, you still get that. Oh, okay. You still got, because that's what yeah. Grace and I had. And then Jana had the uh, burnt-in nachos. Yeah. yeah. That does sound good. Yeah, oh, it, it looked amazing. Anything with burn ends, man. Mm. And of course, the thing that Grace and I got, it had like the ribs, pulled pork, um, sausage, brisket. Mm. And so Gracie just kept, all I can eat ribs. 
keep them coming. <laughs> <laughs> See, when we went, Emily's not a barbecue person, so that wasn't her favorite place. Yeah. See, that's, if you yeah. like barbecue, I could recommend that place. But That's my favorite resort, for, though. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, I love that place. But I can't afford it with my paychecks. No, I can't no, afford to stay either. there $700 a night. 700 Yeah, it's, it's crazy. close. It's pretty Whoa. close. Why does it cost that much? Because it's super nice. It's a, uh, what do they call those? It's a high-end deluxe, resort. Deluxe I like, resort. I mean, what does it got in it like? Is the beds gold? It's just close. It's probably the closest to the park besides the Grand Floridian. What? We were actually close to it when we went. We were. It's right beside the campground. Because yeah, I mean, you remember when. cabin, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah like, not, not to bring up old memories, but you remember when the lift driver was at the wrong resort trying to pick us up? That's where he was. That was a great guy. Yeah. And so he came twice. Speaking of which, man, I've been seeing all these people at conferences. Uh, D six conference was like two weeks ago. It was no, it was the youth pastor, we were in Florida. Okay, but the youth pastor summit is going was, on right now. Yep. And I'm like, man, I we got to schedule a conference for next year because I I need it yeah, bad. It's time to get back. To that. It was funny. Um, Saturday, that's when D six ended. Yeah. Because while we were at Hollywood Studios, I saw families walk around. They had the D6 bag. Okay. And I was like, hey, I should walk up to them and say, how was the conference? And just like, don't do that. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't but, know they were doing one. I must have missed it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we need to get one on the calendar for next year. Let's do it. Yeah. So that's that's been our two weeks in a nutshell, I guess. It's good. Between Also between Disney, Gracie playing soccer, and then kickball. So, yeah, it's been yeah. fun. You started at? Rob started a youth kickball league. How's that been going? It's good. It's called the Hippies, right? Well, Gracie's soccer team is, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, soccer hippies. Soccer hippies. Cool. So, it's been good. I, I, I knew our kids were in trouble because we play on Monday nights for kickball. So, I knew our kids were in trouble because Pastor Terry is their coach. <laughs> well, so then, Pastor Scott came out there and decided to be third base coach. Oh, and so you're commissioner. Pa- <laughs> and, and Pastor Scott is hyper competitive when it comes to baseball softball like that so anything like that if he sees you doing something wrong like running the bases or something it drives him crazy and i was like oh no they're in trouble now yeah it's crazy come full circle that kickball league something that you pitched on this podcast like four or five months ago remember that you were like what would that look like oh yeah but this has been in the back of my head ever since we started the kickball league yeah yeah back in the fall yeah so now they're wanting me to do a church kickball league, and I'm like, oh, no, I don't deal with adults. Yeah, that'd be a whole other animal. I'm not. I, I'm one of those adults. Ain't no way I'm going to try to. That would be like herding cats. Not even worse than cats. No, but it's because teenagers can get out there and play, and they're still having, they're at the age where they still have fun. There's a few that are competitive, but they're, they're I mean, they're all having a blast out there. But you get adults in there. It just changes the game. There was one little girl from one of the churches this past week, man. I, of all the times, I was not recording. And so this one guy, uh, one of the older teenagers on the other team came up. I mean, he boost, he booted the ball. I mean, it was going out there. And all of a sudden, she's running. She's running. And she just puts her hands up like this. And it's like she closed her eyes, but she caught it. <laughs> I, mean, it's, I mean, she's probably about as tall as Gracie. And so she grabs it, and then she realized when she caught it, and her eyes got like so big, and she's holding the ball up in the air, jumping up and down. She's like, I caught it! I caught it! But she forgot about the runner that was on third, and so the guy tags up and just scores, but she didn't care. The fact that she caught that ball and she was wow, in full stride impressive. to catch it, 
I was like, oh my goodness. If I had that on video, that was going to ESPN right there. That was top 10 plays right there. <laughs> that was that was amazing. Cool. If I gave out awards for the kickball league, that was the play of the year right there. All right, that's cool. Uh, I wish y'all could have seen her face. I mean, it was, she has to be seventh grade. Mm. Easily and like she's just out there just for fun, not yeah. But the look on her face, oh my goodness, that that just that made it all worth it right there. So, but no, it's going good. They're they're not too ultra competitive yet. Might be getting that way, but you it's, knock on that door right there. Some wood, just to make sure you do what, oh. knock on wood because the minute you say that, the next day you're gonna go back and it's gonna be like everybody's gonna be pros. Ready well, to play. but. Some competition is good. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes, you know. Yeah. And I, honestly, I think what it is from what I've gathered, like I'm amazed by families that come out to watch. Yeah. I think that's what's been the biggest shock. So I'm like, okay. And I think they're just happy to have something to do. Yeah, something organized for once. Try, trying to come out of the last 14 months easily you know granted we're still in covid we're still technically in it but i I think it was just a breath of fresh air so i think i think students just want to be together right yeah absolutely they've been like separated for since literally 2019 until now well i mean just just recently our schools just came back four days where half of them haven't seen each other in a whole year so that's what's crazy to me yeah, I mean, it's... I'm just glad to see some... Don't say it. Quotes. Don't say that word. Normal. Yeah, normalcy, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to say normal. I'm just glad to see some things that are yeah. normal now. Yeah, I it's... I thought I was going to lose my mind, but I didn't. Well, and I think... I think you're going to see a lot more of that. Yeah. Lord willing. I mean, I it's... So. I mean, we've I've even seen... Where we've had an increase back with Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm 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 thankful for that. Yeah. So, but anyway, we're not we're we're uh, we we try to to use the C word every episode here. That's that's not what we want to talk about. <laughs> COVID testing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, the uh episode we want to talk about today, right? The episode, the topic we want to talk about today is the idea of spiritual disciplines. Uh, this was one of the things listed in that article about the 12 topics avoided in youth ministry. I don't have a dog in this fight. I, I don't see how this is a topic that is avoided. Um, maybe if you don't necessarily teach on every single spiritual discipline. Right. But at some point, you're still teaching on one of the disciplines you're still encouraging your students to do one of the disciplines yeah and and if you're not what are you doing that's, <laughs> i'm i'm thinking like how this is on the list i have no idea because I, going to church itself is a spiritual discipline like sure yeah I so mean, you're exercising that through the way that you're teaching i'm like how do people how is this something that people avoid i, I can only relate to it in this way Y'all can agree, disagree with this. I completely disagree with his thoughts, but this is his thoughts, okay? Mm-hmm. So I heard a youth pastor say one time that the reason he doesn't teach spiritual disciplines is because they are legalistic requirements, boring rituals, 
and it places feelings of guilt on those who don't pray enough. So he says that he decided he would never address or teach on the topics of spiritual disciplines like prayer, silence, contemplative worship, personal study of scripture, or journaling, because it's an unhealthy experience. Okay, you said that. there's a lot there. Yeah, no, you said that, and it it makes me think, I'll I'll just say names. Um, We know Good Mythical Morning, YouTube channel, Retin Link. All right, so they came out like a year or two ago about their deconstruction stories. And that's a that's a prevalent thing in the Christian world today, or just the world period, of people that are coming out and breaking down why they're no longer Christians. And that was Link's thing. He was like, every Sunday I would come to church, I would feel so bad because I wasn't doing this, wasn't doing that. So that part of it I can, I can see. But... At a certain point, maybe I'm wrong. Is there anything wrong with certain rituals? I guess when it becomes a ritual, but I don't think there's anything wrong with especially healthy habits of those rituals. I was going to say, don't we put rituals in our life every day? Don't we put, in regards to whether you want to call them rituals or not? Yeah, that's a bad word for it. What's what's a better word? I don't think there is. I don't think there is. No, there's... Healthy habits. But, I mean, you have a ritual of getting up in the morning, mm-hmm. getting dressed. Routine. 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 Routines. Yeah. So, a routine, I mean, a routine eventually, be, you know, so. What are you thinking, Dustin? Oh, wow. That's a lot. Um, I mean, I get where he's coming from because, I mean, I think, I think that, too, it goes back to how you teach that. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, if you teach it in such a manner where you make them feel like if they don't do this, this, and this, then they're a bad person, then I, I could see why, you know, they would want to walk away from that. But if you right. teach it as we get to do this because it's a part of our growing experience, our relationship with Jesus, and it's not like if we don't do it, he's going to send a lightning bolt out of heaven and, you know, fry us into crispy potato I mean that's just not what he's going to do but right. I think it, I think it just goes back to how you teach it you and teach I'll, it in a manner that's that you know uplifts someone and makes them see why they need to do it versus well if you don't do it then you're just a really bad person like there's there's a difference there but okay so would y'all agree that we should teach and preach on spiritual discipline, and obviously not every single week, but our students should know what spiritual disciplines are. When we say that phrase, that they should understand what that is. Yeah, because I would ask the question to that person, like, where is that guilt coming from? Mm-hmm. Like, is that guilt coming from a comparison of other believers, or or where that youth pastor is, or is that there's that guilt coming from the necessity of I'm not with God where I would need to be because I don't think that's a bad place to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think we should ever settle for the fact I've I finally made it to that point where I'm close enough to God. I, I don't think we should ever, in anything we do, ever strive to just make it plateaued or, or stay somewhere. So should there be a sense of maybe guilt shouldn't always be there, but the striving and the pushing and, and a goal to 
want to have more, want to do more, not because you're just doing more, but because, and we'll get into this, because it's growth and growth is healthy. But is guilt always a bad thing? That's what I'm saying. Not, I don't think so. I mean, I think depends on how you look at it. Because really and truly, it's not really guilt. That's more of maybe a conviction. Conviction, maybe right. yeah. Maybe the Lord's saying to you, you know, I love you, but you're not where I want you to be. And so maybe that's just that him, him spurring you to, you know, and I think that's maybe something in youth ministry, at least, and, and, and maybe as the church in general, I don't know. Maybe we lack the difference of our people knowing the difference between guilt and conviction. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, like, so how do we get our students to understand, especially if they come, it, you see them struggling, they they for whatever reason they're like well I just feel guilty by the way I'm living why do you feel guilty why do you think that through like how many times do we try to talk them through it instead of just saying well if you feel guilty you need to read the Bible more you need to I I can see how that could become legalistic for some people well I think the guilt can't come from a place of saying I'm not good enough and that's where all of our guilt goes most of the time to die like I'm not good enough so I'm not even going to try our guilt should come from a place of saying I'm not where I need to be like I, I I know there's somewhere else I need to be but it's also a place to say there I'm not ever going to be good enough because there's no good no not one right mm-hmm. so I think it's got to come from knowing that and feeling that and again stop comparing and stop saying well I'll never be there you know because mm. I think students easily get there yeah, definitely. Yeah. So what would the spiritual disciplines look like? When we say spiritual disciplines... Yeah, let's what, break those down. What, what do we mean by that? Y'all want me to read my list? We'll, we'll throw sure. out some, and if we forget it, prayer. Yeah, yep, prayer. Uh, Bible reading. Bible reading. Bible study, Bible reading. What else you got? Giving is that on? Is that one of them? Giving that could be one, yeah. Yeah. Meditation, which is. Yeah, that confuses that, me. That one's a lost art. Like thinking is that what you mean? Like critical thinking. Meditation, where we look at scripture and we just meditate on what God is saying. Okay. You you, you just let that verse speak to you. Right. Not not meditation and what we think of. Yoga. Yoga. Yeah. Or levitating, floating. Yeah. Floating, all, all those experiences where we cross our legs and hold our little hands and like, you know, not like that. There's a sense that we need to have our soul, air quote here, like at peace, air quote again, but none of that can replace meditating on God's word. You know, just uh, clear uh, fasting. Okay. Which is probably also a lost thing, mm-hmm. and especially in our Western westernized culture. We miss one meal, we lose our minds. Yeah. Yep. Uh, evangelism. Yeah. And then community. That, that, those those are just ones that I had on my list. I mean, there's... so would community be like the gathering? Like yes. Coming together yep. as the church. Yeah. And I say community rather than fellowship. Yeah. Because you can fellowship and still not have community. Yeah. yeah. Or Southern culture, uh, Southern Baptist churches are like, they think fellowship is 
a meal. Right. <laughs> that's that's not fellowship. That's not just fellowship. I mean, a community, a fellowship. You're you're interacting with one another, but a community is you're you're coming alongside each other and you're 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 caring for each other. You're yeah pulling each other through the mud, so to speak. To you're there with them. You know if that makes sense. I don't know. So, all right, y'all y'all said Bible reading. Mm-hmm. Which, to me, is really interesting because that was one of the very first topics we discussed when we started looking at this. Mm-hmm. They said Bible reading was one of the 12 how, oh, how to read the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, how do you have how to read the Bible as one of those avoided topics? I mean, we've already discussed that one, but how is Bible reading beneficial for your spiritual discipline? How, growth. How, okay, so how how has how has Bible reading helped you grow in your faith? Because if not, I'm relying on other people. <laughs> I'm okay. relying yeah. on what professors have told me, what other pastors have told me, what people I'm close with have told me. The the word is is hearing from God, and without that, I mean, can God speak through other people? Absolutely, sure. He does still today, but. God's word is God's word, and it, it's infallible. It's inerrant. It's all those things that we say, but it is His words to us. It is His encouragement to us, His challenge to us, His love letter, whatever you want to use. That's His word, and that that should be where we sit. That's where we turn to, not just for like a magic eight ball type thing, but to be able to go to to hear from Him, to hear from His voice, because. I don't know about you, but I, I haven't audibly ever heard from the Lord. Right. So, Bible reading, maybe I'm not hearing it right. I don't know. Are you saying it has actually helped your personal faith grow? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's like... Are there things that confuse the heck out of me? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, let me back it up real quick. When we say spiritual disciplines... What do we mean when we say when you use the word discipline sometimes? The act of doing over and over again, and I mean you're a coach, right? So okay, loosely, but yes. Well, yeah, you're you're a coach. <laughs> I would consider you a coach, right? So as a coach, what is a discipline for an athlete? Doing the same thing over and over and over till your body is trained and, that it's. And what's a word for that? Practice, right? Right. It's repetition. You've got to do it. You've got to train. You've got to. Um, because if you don't train, there's no endurance. And in life, I mean, more than ever right now, we need endurance. And that's, that's what I mean when I say discipline. It's, it's something you do over and over again to train for not just betterance, but endurance to be able to live life through. So you mentioned earlier when you're talking about Harper playing soccer and that one of the kids out there being Pele. Yeah, yeah. If you don't know who Pele is, he's probably the greatest of all time he's the michael jordan of soccer okay 70s and 80s right yeah so pele just doesn't walk out on the soccer field one day and like oh i'm going to be the best i mean he may have i don't know but i'm just saying like he got there because he had a work ethic right michael jordan became one of the greatest basketball players of all time because he has a work ethic michael phelps Mm -hmm. one of the greatest olympians ever didn't just decide hey i'm going to jump in a pool one day and Doggy paddle my way to the Olympics, uh, yeah. you know. Like, and there's probably some natural ability there, but it's like 
what happens if Michael Jordan doesn't shoot hoops outside right. until dark, you know? It, it, it's training. It's doing more. Hey, Arnold Schwarzenegger didn't get to be as big as he was just by eating vegetables and drinking milk and tomato juice. You know, like he had to put work in in the gym. He had to put the reps in. He had to put the curls in, the bench presses, the whatever it was. Like his, back in his prime, his arms were probably as big as all three of us. You know, I mean, he he was massive. So the idea of discipline doing something over and over and over is not a bad thing. We attribute discipline to spankings or time out or being grounded. Yeah. Or the idea of doing discipline, oh, I have to, I have to, I have to do this. Yep. Yeah. So, Bible reading is not a bad discipline. It, I think, it enhances your Christian character so much more. It helps you realize those moments. This will sound strange. When you're not close to God. It helps you. It, what's the word we used earlier, Dustin? Conviction. Yes. I think God's word helps us helps convict us if we stay in it. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I mean, you're talking about, you know, being reading God's word is a, a, a good habit. I think. Um, I know for me personally, just bring it to a personal note. I guess if. Um, I know there, there's a couple days that if I miss, my attitude stinks. My mindset is horrible. Like I'm think I, I'm like look at the day and I'm like oh, it's Monday. I have to get up. I have to go to work. I have to do this. That. But if I notice if I don't miss that and I'm in the Word, my attitude's a little different. Um, it's not as stinky, I should say. <laughs> see, I think uh, I, don't, I don't I don't see that being a bad habit or practice to have um, there's nothing wrong with that have y'all ever had a time in your life where and I know this will sound horrible coming from a pastor I get that I'm still human at the same time and I'm, I make mistakes and I'm not perfect right but you ever had a time in your life where you didn't want to read God's word hmm. just because you just didn't want to but then, because you made that dumb decision, you, you saw how it led your heart and your mind astray, mm-hmm. and then you began to feel so completely miserable, you're like, okay, wait a minute. Mm. I mean, that's... Yeah. Being in God's presence not a bad thing. I mean, you think about when you aren't seeking His presence through His Word, through prayer, all of these things, I'm, I think, are ushering us into His presence, but I think when you're not seeking those things, those are the times in your life where you're like, where is God? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you can't see his presence anywhere because you're not seeking after it. Mm-hmm. Hebrews 4.12 For the word of God is living mm-hmm. and active and sharper than any two-edged sword and piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Mm-hmm. That's convicting just to read Hebrews 4.12. Mm-hmm. So, the power of God's Word. 
that the Word of God is alive. So don't just pick up God's Word and think, what, what, what's this book going to really do for my life? It, 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 it will change your life. It will enhance your life, actually. Prayer. I think prayer is hard to get our students to focus in on. Especially today's students. Which one's harder, though? Like, for a teenager? Reading the Word or prayer? To me, I would think making time to read the Word. But, like you said, prayer, I think, now becomes like 911, where it's like use in case of emergencies, but that's mm-hmm. not what he intended it to be. Yeah. Lord, help me pass this test. Even though I didn't study for it for the past two weeks, yeah, but yeah. Lord, help me pass this test. And then you bomb the test, and you're like, God, why'd you let me fail that test? Well, yeah. because you're the... yeah goofy person that didn't study for the test you know but like you said having them understanding why it is important is harder yeah doing probably the easiest but understanding why it's probably the hardest yeah, i mean i think yeah, it's I agree with that which one what did he just say <laughs> yeah i mean I, I really yeah i mean i think because uh, it's really easy for students to throw up a quick prayer when they're in a time of crisis yeah but they don't realize, I mean, prayer wasn't just designed for that. God designed it as like a way we communicate, the way we hear from God, the way we talk to God. I mean, even I know people that pray through Scripture. They read Scripture and they mm-hmm. pray. I mean, like, those two are not, I mean, you can't really separate those two. But, I mean, I think reading the Bible, we're, we're in such a fast-paced culture where we got our hands in so many different things. We kind of put scripture on the back burner. We're like, we'll, we'll get to that at some point. But right now, I want to focus on my athletic career. Or right. Doing well in school so I can get this scholarship and go to this school. Mm. All the time, God's like, I don't, that's not what I want for your life. You're, you're so tangled up in that, you miss it. Um, you miss what God's wanting you to do. So, yeah, I think, I don't know. I, I think both of them are kind of, one's a little easier than the other. But, yeah, I think it's more so in, in my, where I'm at. Scripture reading is the number one thing that's hard for students to do. I had a parent get upset at me one time for saying what you just said about school mm. and scholarships. And mm. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, hey, truth hurts sometimes. Yep. Absolutely. So then, if you read the Bible, You'll find instances where Paul speaks about the importance of prayer. Mm. Is it pray without ceasing? Devote yourselves to prayer. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, it's there. So if we're if you get them to read God's word, then they see these things and they begin to act it out, or not act it out. I guess act it out, but play it out in their life. I, I think for me personally, prayer was always a weaker spiritual discipline I guess I didn't realize it was spiritual discipline at the time but it was one of the weaker things hmm. because growing up in church you always prayed I knew that pray before your meals if you don't pray for your meals you're a heathen or something I mean you know yeah. but 
are going to swallow death. <laughs> hey, depending on what you're eating, that might be. <laughs> Some of it's pre-blessed, so you're good. Yeah, Chick-fil-A's pre-blessed. That's the same thing with camp food. When you go to camp, they prepare it for you. They pray before. They do. I worked at South Mountain for eight years, so I, we always pray before people came at eight, so, you know. Right, kid, but... but yeah. Have you ever seen that John Chris thing where he's like, when to pray at a meal? At a meal? Why don't we pray when the bread comes or when the salad comes? Why do we wait for... What about a soup? It's just funny. Well, so... Sorry. No, no, I mean, because that, that that's exactly like... And how many times have you ever heard of our students being on part of their sports teams? They're like, oh, we say the Lord's Prayer before every game. And I'm like, but why? Yeah. Would you say that's a bad ritual? Or a bad habit. It's not bad in a sense, but just throwing it up and throwing it out to do it. It's like God is great, right? Right. At a certain point, like God is great is just a habit of what you're saying and what you're doing. There's no meaning behind it. Just like all these disciplines. Like you could practice every single one of them, but if there's no heart, if there's no meaning and there's no direction behind it, it's not bad, but it's... There's nothing, I don't know how to say that. There's nothing to it. There's no fruit. Yeah, yeah, no fruit. And and here would be my my hope. Hopefully you guys will be on board with this. I would think there would be a difference in a student's prayer life from a 6th, 7th grader coming into your ministry and an 11th and 12th grader who's getting ready to leave your ministry. Should be. Yeah, there should be. My, my my perfect ministry, my perfect youth ministry, would have the 11th and 12th graders setting the bar mm-hmm. for those 7th and 8th graders yeah. to say, you know what, that's what I want to look like when I'm 11th and 12th grade. Mm. Quit. When you call on somebody to pray, it should be those 11th and 12th graders that are doing mm. it. And, and, and it should be that I want my 11th and 12th graders engaged, not not just here at church on Sunday morning and I can't make it on a Sunday night or a Wednesday night because I have so much schoolwork. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I need you here and engaged and discipling those middle schoolers that are moving in. Even as much as they get on your nerves, you're still setting that bar for what they're yeah. going to do later on. Yeah. And that, I mean, that would be my, my perfect. Yeah. I always have to remind my students, especially my older students, they're getting ready to graduate. Cause they're, they're, they're always like, seventh graders so annoying and i'm like okay you were there at one point right they like, forget that probably weirder i literally got <laughs> like you know went gray because i had to deal with you um and i said how did you get to this point you got to this point by people investing in you it's mm, good coming alongside you and i'm like that's what they need model right. that for them you know instead good. of complaining just come alongside them put your arm around them and walk with them you know so, yeah, the, the idea of prayer, I, th- I think it is important that we need to, but I think as their pastor, we, we should model for them how they should pray too. Yeah. You know, yeah. like they, they should see how we pray and how prayer has changed and affected our life so that it is affecting their life so that other students are seeing that. It's, you yeah. know, the, the trickle effect there a little bit. So, Bible reading, prayer, the I think, med- oh, hold sorry. on. I think connecting those two things, like you want to get more out of those. One of the ways that that I've done, maybe you guys have done, and and not in the sense you think of it, but journaling. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. like journaling and writing out your prayers and writing out things you get out of Scripture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you get so much more out of it rather than just having a devotional or a, right. a, a reading plan. Like mm-hmm. you're connecting the dots and, and weaving those two things together. So you want to get more out of those things? Start writing it down. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, because that's... Even if you're a guy, it's okay to exactly. journal. Exactly, yeah. Well, I think There's manly gives, ones. That's true. <laughs> I think that gives you an opportunity to see those benchmarks in yeah. your life that God yep. is... Sometimes you, we we don't always... I mean, we, we look for God to do things in our lives. We don't always see it because they're, sometimes they're small and sometimes they're large. But writing down, you know, saying, I don't know, praying that God would lead you in a direction that he wants you to go for college. Well... You know, four years down the road, you look back and you say, oh, wow, I, I see the hand of God at work because you wrote that down. It's that mm-hmm. benchmark that you can realize God has been at work. God has been doing things in my life. And, mm. I and like I, it. I think journaling is – I do it. I think it's a great, great discipline. To have. Yeah, and, and it's not a daily it's thing that I do, but, but yeah. it's whenever I'm not just studying to study, but I think personal study is a great thing. We've talked about that before on this podcast, but – Whenever you read God's word, like there should be a purpose behind it, not just to read it. Yeah. So connect it. And you can journal on your phone, mm-hmm. on the Bible app. You can uh, use a journal. Really? That's yeah. cool. That you can type it in. You can use your notes to type it in. I mean, That's you cool. don't. If you think write, taking a pen and a piece of paper and writing your thoughts down to God's girly, then use your phone. Be a man about it. I don't know, but like journaling's not just for no, women. It's not. So I don't know where that came from. Sorry, <laughs> that, that, that's the caffeine. That's Rob, that's Rob's soapbox. No, that's just caffeine kicking, I guess. The uh, all right. So moving on. Uh, then we got worship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's Which, worship? Mm, this could be a whole podcast. Yeah. What's yeah. worship? All right, Dustin. That's so easy. What is it? Not. <laughs> I just, I, it's funny that we we've landed here and Kyle asked that because I mean someone else can chat for just a second while I look this up, but. Um, what is worship? What is worship? I have it right here. Uh, no. Glorifying God, right? Yeah. Glorifying God. Worship is a daily experience. Ooh. Yeah. I've never heard it put that way. Yeah. That's, that's a good way to say that. I mean... Say that again. A worship daily. is a daily experience. That's Well, that's kind of... It's funny that you talk about worship because this morning in my um, devotion time, um, the Lord took me to very interesting... I mean... You, I don't ever read this, but First Chronicles twenty five one, hmm. um, and it talks about basically um, David and the chiefs um, of the service. Also, I'll just read it. It says David and the chiefs of the service um, also set apart for the service of the sons of Ashva, Heman, and of Jathun, hmm. um, who prophesy with lyres, with harps, with cymbals, and you know the list of those who did the work and their duties was. And so basically the title of what I was reading was talking about worshiping by singing to God. And so I kind of wrote this down and this is what the Lord kind of spoke to me through this. Cause this, I think we get our definition of worship mixed up with just sitting and listening to someone to sing rather than actually engaging. Um, yeah. Cause this, and this is kind of what I wrote down. I said, in our understanding of worship, we sometimes think the congregation is the audience observing the players, the people on the stage um, a biblical understanding of worship, however, shows us that all attenders are the players and the audience is God alone. Mm. Um, we are we are to minister to Him by worshiping Him, singing to Him, praying to Him, and praising Him. 
It is when we lift our voice to the Lord in song that we invite him into our very presence. Um, and that's what I, I think we have skewed that definition of worship because we think it's just coming in, sitting down, listening to the praise team or listening to the choir, maybe standing up singing a hymn or whatever that looks like, when in reality we're all partaking in that because the audience is one, and that's Jesus and that's God himself. That's who we're worshiping. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was just a really good reminder this morning because I sometimes get caught up in that. I'm standing and I'm singing. I just sit down, stand up, sing again, and I forget why I'm really doing what I'm doing. Well, and I think one thing that I always try to stress to my students that worship isn't a Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday mm-hmm. night activity. Mm-hmm. Worship is a 24-7 yeah. practice of you glorifying God, giving thanks to God, and everything you do, everything you say. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Simply put, I always, I always just think of 1 Corinthians 10. Mm-hmm. It says, whether then you eat or drink, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. So you play soccer. Okay, you can worship God while you're playing soccer because you're glorifying him by the way you play and the way you carry your life. Yeah. You know, like worship isn't just, uh, like you said, stand up, sit down, stand up. It's, yeah. it's an everyday experience. Mm. The pro- problem is, do you believe it? I mean, you, you worship a lot of things sometimes more so than you realize. Yeah. I do have a quote here. I can't. Oh, uh, Philip Nation. Do y'all remember the guy that spoke the last time we went to D6? Gosh, was that just two years ago? Mm-hmm. I guess it was, wasn't it? Man. It was an RV road trip, wasn't it? Um, he was one of the pastors that got up to speak glasses yeah yeah dark hair dark hair uh but i bought his book that habits for our holiness which if y'all never read i I highly recommend because he talks a lot about the spiritual disciplines Mm. in that book but he has this quote on worship it says worship has a spiritual discipline focuses our hearts affections fully on our lord it is a declaration from our hearts lips and actions it is also a rejection as well when we worship God, we say to everything else, you are not God. It's mm-hmm. good. Wow. Yeah. So, worship isn't just a Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night thing. It's everyday thing. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think that's where church culture is at. We think it's just uh, come to church Sunday, go home, do our thing, come well, back again. That's not what worship is. And how many times do we just use that word Think how many words we use about God. Hmm. How many times we use them associating them to God. And, you know, Kyle, you said a while ago when we say, you know, talking about the greatness of God. You know, words that we just use loosely. Hmm. Hmm. Like you get up Sunday morning, ah, let's go to worship. Where, where are you going? Like, why have you been worshiping the whole rest of the week? Yeah. yeah. We're, we're really good about... Um, Proclaiming Jesus with our lips on Sundays, but mm. Monday through Saturday, our lips are pretty much sealed. Yep. So let me ask you this. One of y'all said it's a set-apart time. Maybe you said that, like something about set-apart. I can't remember. These things, these disciplines we're talking about, should they be a set-apart time? 
I think so. I mean, but doesn't that contradict what you just said? That's what I'm trying to wrap my head around. Like, I they, think it should be set apart, but they all should be set apart. But they're all going to play a different role. Yeah. Within that. Yeah. Right. If you're reading God's word, yes, you're you're reading God's word because you want to grow in the likeness and the image of Jesus Christ. You want you want to be more like Him th- through that reading. But as you read through Psalms, mm. David worshipped God. Yeah. By, by the way, by the Psalms he wrote, by the way he he, I mean, he yeah. danced in the streets worshiping yeah. God. So I can still worship. Do I do this? No, because I, I, I'm horrible at. It, but in theory, I can still worship God while I'm reading Scripture. Right. I can still worship God while I'm praying because in my heart I'm being thankful for those people that I'm praying for. Yeah. And. A thankful heart brings about a worshipful heart. That's right. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think there's certain things that should be set apart, like right. a time to read in God's Word, a time to pray. But then in that, we're going to be worshiping, yeah. you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think you do need that time set apart um, because setting apart like carving out time to do that, you create that healthy habit of actually doing it. And eventually it's just going to become second nature to you. And it, you can just be driving down the road and scripture verse pops in your mind and you start worshiping the Lord. So yeah, you, it initially begins out, I think is that set apart time that you've carved out. But as you progress and you grow, it just becomes second a nature. Lifestyle. It's, not a, it's not a set apart yeah. thing anymore. It's just, you do it every single day, 24 seven, Part, I mean, aspects of your life. So. Like another discipline, like I don't necessarily have it on my list, but Kyle, you mentioned it was giving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you're giving with a cheerful heart, that that's worship. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, we. I, I probably didn't really have giving on my list because honestly, that might be one of my least follow through spiritual disciplines in some shape. Actually, fasting is probably down on the list too, but that's that might work. <laughs> I'm trying to think of when I actually ever did that. Sorry, folks out there. Yeah, I, yeah. Like obviously, I, we have this list, but we 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 all fall short of following a lot of them too. Yeah. Don't don't, don't oh, yeah. get us wrong on. We human. Folks. There, there there's no expert official in here to tell us how to do everything correctly. That's you know. Right. But that 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 was the next one was fasting. Mm-hmm. You know, like what what is when we say fasting? What do we mean by that? I mean, a lot of people think food, or or lack of. Yeah, like they're of. like, oh, I got, I got to starve. What do I got to yeah. go starve? Just like, no, no, you're not starving, so to speak. They don't necessarily have to be food. There's some people fast from social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it could be anything, but you know, most of the time it's associated with you know food, but. Why encourage fasting? I think, I think the biggest thing about fasting is it's an abandonment of mm-hmm. reliance on ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's a good word. Like you think about so many times we rely on the food we have and it's comforting or it's always there, but what if it's not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what if we didn't have those things? So the reliance on God is going to provide, but God is also going to, I, 
the times that I've fasted has been the times where God has moved in my life the mm-hmm. most. And it's like, again, I said it before, God hasn't audibly spoken to me, but it's just a clearness of saying God reveals himself to you because you're doing nothing in that moment but relying on him for strength, mm-hmm. um, relying on him for nourishment, yeah. relying on him to I sustain like you. Yeah. So. I mean, just the abandonment of things. Like when you abandon food, you're not just doing it to do it, but it's just to say, okay, God, I'm going to take what I would usually focus in on this and focus in on you. Social media, same thing. Yeah. That reminds me when you said that, one of my favorite, this is paraphrasing because I don't don't memorize things exactly, but one of my favorite quotes is basically, God is the most strongest in our lives when when we're the most weakest. Wow. Um, when we're weak, he is strong. And that's kind of what, when you talk about fasting in that aspect, that's kind of what I think about. Yeah. Is it basically puts us to the point where we're like, I can't go on any further. But yeah. And there's God. And he, you know, he does. He, he can carry us through whatever and it does. And I, and that's one of those things, areas that I know personally that I need to like work on. Because that's what I've heard from most people that say they have they have fasted from something. That's when God has done the most work in their lives. Put it a different way. I'm going to sound stupid for saying this because I don't know his name. But there's an astronomer or scientist out there who broke the theory that for so long our world thought the earth was the center of the universe. Mm. But it's not. The thing that's at the center of the universe is the sun. Mm -hmm. But how often in our lives are we the center of the universe? Fasting, I think, gives us the opportunity to say, I am not the center. I am not what everything revolves around. God isn't just some planet in my orbit. God is my orbit. Yeah. Like I orbit around Him, yeah. and it's just wow. pointing back to Him. I mean, he's, the scripture really says, literally says. I mean, He holds everything together. Absolutely. Um, literally, the world. I mean, the world is in His hands. Because um, I mean, that, one of my favorite. I mean, I read a book a while back. It talks about how, like, you know, people always say, "Well, there can't be a God." Blah blah blah. This and that. But if you look at the this might be off topic, but anyways, if you look at the way gravity is, if it's off by like just a fraction, literally the Earth would spin out yeah. of control, and that just and that just shows you that God's hand is literally mm-hmm. holding the universe together. Mm. He's at the center, and I, and I, I that is an excellent analogy and a point to. to but I think fasting, yeah, not that that's the only way that you can experience that, but I think fasting allows us that opportunity like no other. Mm. And I think that's the. We're so focused on the fasting part mm-hmm. of what we're going to miss. What we're going to give up. Or what we're going to give up that sometimes we may not see God working in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, Good there, points. fasting. So, my, my, my last two, uh, we could do these together if you want to talk about them individually, whichever, but I got evangelism and then community. So, I think evangelism is. You say that word a lot of times in churches, and you'll see people running, man. They're like, no, I don't know. But, yeah. I mean, evangelism, we are called to share our faith. Yep. We, we are called to say, hey, this is what God is doing in my life. This is what God wants to do in your life. But we run from it. Yeah. People run, run like crazy whenever we talk about evangelism. And... I don't know. I think evangelism, again, is one of those things that is the greatest, not just test of your faith, but it's the greatest, greatest, okay, 
I heard somebody, I think one of the Robertson guys from Duck Dynasty mentioned it like this. It's like, it's our way of inspecting our fruit. Like, it allows us just to inspect what our fruit is like, how we're supposed to share it with people, and what we need to work on. And I think evangelism allows us to do that in a way that gets us out of our comfort zone, pushes us to speak about what God has done in our lives, and not in a pushy way, but in a way that's just saying, this is God and God alone. I tell my students all the time because they're like, I don't really have like words and those kind of things to really express what I believe. And I'm like, just share your story. Yeah. Like literally it doesn't matter if you've come out of a life of alcoholism or your parents were drug addicts and you, you know, I mean, it it doesn't have to be that extreme. I mean, literally God has brought you from death to life and that's all you need. I mean, who can, most people can argue with facts and, scripture and things but who can argue with what God has done in your life yeah they can look at you and say you're wrong I didn't do that yeah. you're wrong well, that's, this is my story this thing, you know, that's what I tell my students all the time I'm like evangelism is simply just sharing what God has done in your life and letting God do the rest of the work I mean it's not you know I think we just over over complicate evangelism over complicate sharing the gospel so much but I could be wrong there no. This will sound strange, the way it sounds. But when we fail to share our faith, when we fail to evangelize, we're showing the lack of power that we believe God can do. Mm-hmm. Because if you're in Christ, the Holy Spirit is upon you. Yeah. Christ told the disciples, I'm leaving, I'm going to send you a helper that you will do greater things than, than, than I. And we forget that, that we're empowered by the Holy Spirit. He's, he's not going to like send us somewhere and like not protect us or not lead us to give us the words to say. We, we forget that. And I, I get it. Sharing your faith is awkward at times. Mm. Especially in a hotbed culture that we are currently in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think we need to share our faith even more so now because there's a lot of warped ideas out there. And, and people need to understand that we, we, we need a turning to God. Mm. And it's so. Yeah. Like We're that. equipped to do it. <laughs> I mean, we really are. Whether we think we are or not, it doesn't matter because. We could. Nobody can argue, like you said, Dustin, your story. Mm-hmm. But nobody can really challenge God either. I mean, we could challenge His existence. People can challenge a lot about Him, but at the end of the day, He holds it all together. So, our last one, and obviously there's plenty more spiritual disciplines, but the last one I had on my list is just community, not fellowship community Um, D.A. Carson he says the church is made up of natural enemies Mm -hmm. what binds us together is not common education common race common income levels common politics common nationality common accents common jobs or anything else of that sort 
Christians come together because they have all been saved by Jesus Christ and owe him a common allegiance. Um, pretty much in a nutshell, community gives us accountability. Absolutely. More so than fellowship. Mm-hmm. And I think from a student ministry perspective for a minute, I think in my times in my ministry where I've missed out of making that ministry a community. Mm. But I was so focused on, I have to teach this, we have to do this, that, that you miss making it a community to where it helps them grow. It makes it their own. When Jesus leaves earth, what does he establish? A church. Mm-hmm. His church. And I think church is necessary. It's important. We've gotten out of the finger quotes habit of it so much today with the world and the climate that we live in. And people have have seen the ones that have been a, a part of a church or not been a part of a church recently. I think you can just see the difference and feel the difference and know how necessary it is not to be alone in this, not to um, try to wade those waters on your own because yeah, community is necessary. We need it. If not, I'm not making it. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're, we're wired for community. I mean, statistically speaking, I mean, that's why you see such a high suicide rate. Because everybody thinks, I'm alone. i got to do this all by myself. Yep. That's not what I see in Scripture. I mean, I've been down that road. I know what it's like to try to do things on your own and not have someone surround you. I mean, it's a dark road. Um, so I, I think community is important. It's vital. Because um, I mean, look what Jesus surrounded himself mm-hmm. with 12 men. He invested in them. And they went out and set the world on fire. And I just think community is, is vital. I think one thing that I'm never going to worry about or feel guilty about is encouraging people to be in church, especially <laughs> youth. Yeah. But people do what what that guy was saying earlier i think we don't want anybody to feel left out or to feel guilt i don't want you left out that's yeah. exactly why i'm saying be yep. in church yeah, get plugged in yeah so let me wrap all this up real quick uh and then i think dustin's got us a bracket challenge, bracket challenge. uh first timothy chapter four verses seven and ten I think this sums up why spiritual disciplines are so important. He says, But have nothing to do with worldly fables fit only for old women. On the other hand, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. Mm. For Mm. bodily discipline is only a little profit, but godliness is profitable for all things, since it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. It is a trustworthy statement, deserving full acceptance. For, for it is for this we labor and strive, because we have fixed our hope on the living God, who is the Savior of all men, especially of believers. So, hmm. discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. So, we are to be made in the image and person of Jesus Christ. So, we, we put our minds and our bodies 
through all this so that at the end of the day we are striving to be more like Christ than we are our old self. Mm. Mm. So, y'all got any last closing remarks real quick? Amen. Amen, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, instead of taking our little break, we're just going to go right on into Dustin's bracket challenge here. So, Oh, dear. No time to... He he was looking up little Debbie snacks. I don't know what we're going to do. This is... No time to rest, is there? No time to rest. No, we got to keep going. Pushing forward. Okay. So, if nobody on this podcast knows, or I don't know if you guys know this, my favorite... We are going to talk about little Debbie's. Oh, wow. Because my favorite snack of all time is Little Debbie's. Okay. I love Little Debbie's. Um, from the zebra cakes to the Nutty Buddies to the peanut butter crunch things, um, oatmeal, fudge round, all those good things. So I wanted to see what was going to be our number one the, Little the, Debbie snack on caffeinated living. The, okay. The official, official, official snack cake official of caffeinated snack living. Cake of caffeinated living. If it's not coffee cake, there's going to be something wrong with this, yeah. right? I've actually what? never had the coffee cake. I've never had it either. I mean, I'm just saying because we've oh, done this living gotcha. coffee gotcha. cake. We've I done this okay. with the Christmas ones, but we've right, never yes. done just straight up just little straight up little Debbie's. All right. Okay. So I have. I feel like this is going to be a vicious one. It might be. I don't know. Well, it, it depends, it depends on how you set his bracket up. Yeah, it's true. It's true. How you kinda, set your bracket up is key. Yeah, I kind of did it based on how like, many no- number do you have total? There's, there's like like. Uh, choices yeah yeah there's four groups but i have one two three eight okay eight total. all right so there's a bunch that won't be on there yeah okay okay so the we'll do it this way the first group here if you had to choose between a nutty buddy or the peanut butter crunch now you know what the peanut butter crunch yeah. is right it's the wafer with the peanut butter and it's covered in chocolate and you get it's kind of round kind of round yeah you know what i'm talking about do you, you need to look it up? The Star Crunch? No, 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 no. It's a stick. It's a totally different. Yeah, show them a picture I'll real quick. A Nutter Butter? Nutty no, butter that, different. that's a different thing. Yeah, I'll show you. No, a Nutter Butter. Not a Nutty Buddy. A Nutter Butter. I just call it a Nutty Buddy. I think it is a Nutter Butter. It is, but I, I just... A Nutty Buddy is that yeah. little cookie thing. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. But a Peanut Butter Crunch is different. Yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll just say you know, my... Because technically... The little Debbie's, the way they label it on the box is Nutty Buddy. Oh. That's the way it's labeled on the box. So the Nutter Butter is the cookie. Uh, yeah. I'm okay. Guessing. Yeah. I was going to look this up. <laughs> look it up. Show them. <laughs> that's what it says on here, but you know. What if I'm going to choose between the two, it's going to be. you got to show Rob first. That's true. So he can we're we're really killing the, de- the air, dead air right now, aren't we? This is why we should have taken a break. I'm <laughs> just kidding. That one. You've seen it in the stores. I've never seen those things a day in my life. Really? Well, there goes this whole challenge. No. No? Okay. Nutty Buddy, easily. Yeah, uh, that's one I'll go with. Yeah, that's, that's just the classic. That's yeah. I, I prefer... It's like a Kit Kat on steroids basically. with peanut butter. Yeah, I prefer the peanut butter crunch, but if I had to like... Honestly, I've never seen that. Really? I'm buy you a box now. Just let you try them. You don't have to buy me a box. Buy, buy you a box. box. No, you I'm just bring me a pack. Just How's for that? you. Just for you. So Nutty Buddy takes the the, the win on this one, right? Easily. Easily. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now the next one might be yeah. It might be a challenge. I don't know. Okay. You had to choose between an oatmeal pie or fudge round. Oh. oh. Where would you go? Oatmeal pie or fudge round? Man. When I was younger. Like a little kid, I would yeah. say fudge round, but okay. now, 
You're kind of an oatmeal guy. I'm, no, I'm just not a chocolate person now. <laughs> okay. I'm Dude, like, they have oatmeal cream pie cereal. Are you serious? Little Debbie, yeah, it's oh, really what? good. But between these two, I'm choosing fudge round. Fudge round? Yeah. I'm on oatmeal pie. Oatmeal pie. Man, why do I always have to be the, <laughs> why do I think the guy that breaks the tie? Now, have you had the uh, uh, peanut butter oatmeal pies? Not no. Oatmeal, but it's just a peanut butter version of oatmeal instead. Ooh, that What's sounds peanut butter good. and jelly? No, it's just uh, it's the... Uh, Cookie is like peanut butter, and it's got like peanut butter. Dude, I'm out of touch with little Debbie snacks. Apparently, man, I'm I'll like buy your box of those. Too. <laughs> oh you should have a taste test next episode. Here are the rappers. <laughs> okay, so which one moved on? Fudge rounds. I'm a okay. fudge round guy. Because like, wait a sec. But a little, what's the oatmeal cream pie has to be the first little Debbie, right? What was the first little Debbie? Know. Google it. And find I'll out. Google it while Google you're while talking. We, while we do this, we'll find out. <laughs> So Fudge Round is moving on. Okay. So, all right. Now, our next group. Here we go. Now, I don't even, you might have never heard of these either, so I don't know. All right. So, Strawberry Shortcake Roll. Yep. Okay. Now, I'll tell you what, those things. If you put those things in the freezer, and let them freeze, it's like eating ice cream. Wait, what? The Strawberry Shortcake Rolls. If you take those things, put them in the freezer... Oh man, they're so good. It's like ice cream. I've, man, you put a lot of stuff in freezers. <laughs> I want to check your fridge when I go over to your house next time. Oh, There's going to be like yeah. some weird stuff in there. Okay, and then the other ones, you might never heard these. These are okay. They're the Devil Creams. What? Okay. Yeah. Devil Creams. I've never heard yeah, of this. Like, like It's basically like uh, Isn't a Isn't it a chocolate layer? It's like a chocolate layer with a... What's up with you and chocolate on the little Debbie snacks, man? Oh, I love chocolate. I wouldn't have put that in the top eight. <laughs> well... It was. I'm gonna say not today, Satan, and I'm going with the strawberry shortcake. <laughs> today, Satan. Okay. It's got the devil in it. Devil in it. Yeah, I would go with the strawberry. Uh, they're a little sweet, so they I can are. understand if you froze that, that yeah. would be a little I only different. Eat half but of it, like, and I share the other half because I can't eat. They it. are very sweet. Yeah, but I'll, I'll, I'll go with the strawberry. strawberry. That's where I was leaning to the strawberry shortcake rolls. So. The oatmeal cream pie was the very first one. Nineteen sixty-four. Well, I mean, it's quintessential Little Debbie. It's got to be. Yeah. And y'all just, y'all just crushed it, man. Y'all just killed it. Y'all just like. Yeah, we just sent her home. Yeah, man. Oh, she's gone. Well, it's just like uh, the Star Wars thing. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the Future took over like yep. the two biggest like movies in all of history. All right, the last one. This might be a challenge. I don't know. All right, you had to choose between a Swiss roll. Or Cosmic Brownie. You just forgot the best one, though. Which one is that? The Honey Bun. I, okay. I will, I mean, let me say this. I am not a fan of Little Debbie's Honey Buns. Oh, my goodness. Just the not, Iced Honey Bun well, and the okay, other one. But I just don't, I don't think they're the greatest. That's why I didn't go. Oh, this could have been like a 16-choice bracket. I, I mean, I can add another one to sit here. No, no, no. <laughs> you no, won't no, be no. no. All right, say Swiss it again. Swiss Rolls or Cosmic Brownies. I have an, I have an, yeah, I have an opinion. If you pick one of these, on just give us your opinion. I think cosmic brownies are like the most little kid choice possible. Okay. I mean, but taste wise, I still go Swiss roll. Okay. But now I don't know who's gonna win because I was like, oh, honey bun is gonna win this. Honey bun's not even there. (laughs) Donut sticks are not even there. I love donut sticks, but. Oh man. We might to do. Just, we, it could just keep going. Star Crunch. Do, he hasn't even star, got that on there. No, it's not on there. I'm not a Star Crunch guy. See, we need, we need to do a part two of okay, the ones well, that we'll you do a part left two, off. Whoever's next. All right. So yeah, I'm gonna two. go Swiss rolls. Swiss roll. Yeah, that's my. 
You go, you go, you go like fun in me. I freeze. You put it in the freezer, tea. don't do. you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, you, until you try, you cannot make but fun of me. You put what in the freezer? A Twix or uh, uh, three Musketeers? Yeah. Um, or you can you can also put. Wait a minute. Uh, He's missing one other thing on this on this oh list Lord. too. I should what something else? Zebra cakes. Yeah. I, he yeah, even I, said that in the beginning. I love zebra cakes too, but I, oh, but but this is your bracket. This, okay. is, this is your bracket. You want to do this? <laughs> I can go out that door. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to do a part two of that's all the... Fun. I don't see that's what is so fun about All right, all right here so goes. Swiss rolls or cosmic brownies? You Swiss, Swiss rolls, for yeah, sure. I'm Swiss rolls all the way. Okay. I wouldn't even classify right. those as brownies. It's like fudge. So, if you had to choose between the Nutty Buddy and the Fudge Round... Nutty Buddy. What would you go? See, I think these are the two best left. I... Ah, this is tough because I think this is whoever wins this is a clear cut road to the final. Well, they will go to the finals, I will right? Go to the final, yeah. All right. Yep. What'd you say? I got, I got, I got the nutty buddy. Mm. I love peanut butter. Fudge round can be too sweet. Nutty buddy for nutty sure. Buddy? That's where I'm at too. Okay, uh, good. I feel I love better. The nutty buddy. All right, unanimous. I feel better. Yes, I love the nutty buddy. All right. Strawberry shortcake rolls. Have you ever put those in the freezer? I the Nutty not. Buddy. I'll try. I'll let you know. I'll okay. Let you know. I'll Report back. It. That's your homework. I'm sure it don't taste like. It'd probably just be really cold. I'm sure there's nothing. I don't know. It might actually freeze. It tastes I'll like break your spray. teeth. <laughs> You'll see me with a dinnerware plant next week. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So the strawberry shortcake roll or the Swiss roll? Swiss cake roll. That's mine. Okay. Strawberry shortcake. Why am I always the one asking? This is my challenge. Why do I have to break it? Um, I should just go first next time. That's the thing. See, the strawberry. It's one, basically the same thing, but is, one's just, chocolate covered with. Yeah, one. I think the Swiss roll is not as sweet as the strawberry one. Yeah, I agree so with I, that. I, I'm going with the Swiss roll. Say so, okay. Oh, but the strawberry shortcake, not to sway you or anything. But they put that layer of icing on the bottom. That is true. You and it doesn't point. get all over your fingers you as much as... A, Swiss roll. You think about a Swiss <laughs> roll, it's all over your fingers like... But isn't that what makes it so good? That's why you No, it. it's you like... It <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Just kidding. All right, if you'd said that before, you might have changed my mind. Because I like both of those. But Okay. Uh, I, I think we know who the clear-cut winner is going to be. All right. Though. Unanimously, yeah. This is the... You go Choice. first, then. Yeah, you, you, you have to pick yours first. living cake of all time, I guess. We have Nutty Buddy. I wouldn't say of all time. And the Swiss For roll. this part. For this part. <laughs> well, this is my favorite of all time. So the Nutty Buddy or the Swiss Roll? I, I, I'm Nutty Buddy all the way. So I'm Nutty Buddy. Yep, Nutty Buddy. Heck yeah. I was hoping that would win. <laughs> Sorry your honey bun didn't win, Carl. Oh man! Well, it didn't have a choice. You didn't have. I know. List. I just have to apologize. <laughs> he didn't win. All right. So there we go. There's the a bunch. The official. You want to announce it? Go ahead. I'll the, you got the great announcer's voice. No, I don't. The official Little Debbie snack cake of caffeinated living. Round one. Round one. <laughs> is. Nutty buddy. I forgot. Nutty buddy. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, nutty buddy. Nutty buddy. That was a good choice. Thanks. Real quick, you know how we could make this really interesting? Tell me about it. You we, have two sides of the bracket. No, That's we true. could we could have all the little though. Debbie snacks. Okay, we're, we're going to include holiday snack cakes. Oh, all Christmas trees—the greatest. Oh, then. Man. But if we could find all of them, 
we, we, we draw out our bracket on the whiteboard. And then we all have to pick which one we want all the way down. I don't know how many Little Debbie snack cakes Hold there on. are. This is live on air. I'm calling a Little Debbie guy. <laughs> Hold on. We're going to get this for clarification because I think we forgot a lot of different ones. So, yeah. But a moon pie. I know it's not a Little Debbie. It's not a Little Debbie, though. But it's, it's like, a great snack cake. You got ho-ho cakes. You got Twinkies. He's, he's not going to answer. So just because you got it. He's not going to answer. This so is going to be our first live guest on Caffeine Living. It's not going to Never mind. But so, but no, that would be interesting. That would, that would be like... Yeah, because I'm sure there's like 30-some. Wow. I mean, if you include all holiday cakes. You think Raisin cream pies. For Christmas, there's like 12. Yeah, they've got those unicorn cakes that my daughter loves now, but I swear they have crack in them. <laughs> she bounces off the walls. <laughs> Nut, a, Nutty Buddy is a classic. Yeah, because you got yeah, like... That, that, that's, a, that's a good one. That's a good like bracket. Turtle that, brownies. And, 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 and that ooh, one can still go with a good awesome. cup of coffee. Oh. A little chocolate and peanut butter can still go with a good cup of coffee. But you know the so. greatest little Debbie to go with coffee? Coffee cake. A donut stick. You ever tried one of those oh, donuts? I can't forget the jelly creams either. Oh. Yeah. There's those yeah, Cherry y'all, cordial. Y'all think about this the rest of the we day. Are. We're all going to be like, everybody's going to be oh. talking their youth. Oh, what you forget about that? the spin wheels. What is that? Oh, wheels. yeah, yeah. The pecan yeah. things. I don't yeah. like those. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. Star Crunch was always my favorite. There they are. Yeah, the, that gets stuck in your teeth like a... Yeah, see, peanut butter cream pie is what they call them. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I have had those. I can't believe those. cakes off. But anyway... I, that, I was going to say that for whoever wants to do it next, okay? I can't so, have all the fun. round one of Little Debbie Snack Cakes. The official winner for round one is the is the Nutty Buddy. Is it the Nutty Buddy, Nutter Buddy? Nutty Buddy, it because nutty buddy on Nutter nutty Butter buddy. is those little cookies. It's the cookies, but I'm saying Nutter Buddy. Oh, okay. oh you just combined them. Is it Nutter Buddy? But we'll say, because when I think of Nutty Buddy, I think of the ice cream. And it called a Nutty oh, Buddy, too. It is. The good oh, humor. Yeah, that's true. It's got the peanuts so, on top. Yeah. We're not talking about the ice cream. Ooh, We're talking about the be Nutty a good Buddy. Bracket challenge. Oh, Dustin, would, he, he'd go crazy. He wouldn't know what to do on that one. Freezer aisle ice cream. I know. I'd lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so Who's the, got bracket next week? You? Me? Me? Did we start over? I guess it'd be you. All right. Because I had the last one, then Dustin did this one. So it yeah, really is hard. Back to you. To not do food. Yeah, I mean, food is just a simple, something everybody can relate to. Yeah. I was thinking all, about yours last time, Rob, with candy. Like, mm. if we ever break it down. that's one you could do. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We could break it down to sour, gummy, yeah. like chocolate. You could do a bunch of different ones. You on could do candy. chewing gum. Take like, five all the way. You could do, like, brands of chewing gum. You could do, like... That, that would be... There's so many different things you could, you know... Types of tape. I mean... Dustin talked about that. <laughs> Gorilla tape. Don't tune into that episode. <laughs> All right. So again, congratulations to nobody, the official round one winner of Caffeinated Living's podcast here. So thank you guys for joining in with us. Uh, went a little long this episode, but we had to make up for like three weeks worth yeah. of uh, discussion. So until next time, as always, keep it caffeinated.